Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are pretty much now, at this point, the leader of our family. You're like the person we all go to when... Huh? What? No, but she's like a... She's magic. Hey, I don't have time to take on those duties. (laughs) I love you. I'm so honored. But I'm not ready for you to pass the baton. You need at least five more years. I am in awe of every single day, the way you handle every single thing in life. You don't see Kim as the leader of the family. I mean, if she wants to be, you know, it's not a cult that I'm following. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. You know what I mean? Anyway, hi, welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. And today we're talking Kardashians once again. Um, You know, until we get blessed by the presence of the new Real Housewives of New York and Welcome to Crappy Lake, which again, anybody at Bravo, hello, it's getting desperate at this point. It's giving, am I being blacklisted? Like, what's going on here? If anybody at Bravo can help me out with screeners, if you know anybody at NBC Universal at all, I'm on my knees like Melissa Gorga in that event hall when um, Joey and Joey got into a fight and all that hair got stuck, you know, on his, on the wall, you know? See, this is how you know that I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. Please, Bravo, get me screeners. Anyway, let's talk about Kardashians. Let's get into it. A pretty decent episode considering not a lot happened, you know, as as we're wont to do. So it's Kim's birthday, a national holiday, as we come to find out, according to Kris Jenner anyway. It's her 42nd birthday, so she does what everybody does, is um, pull up in the back of a phantom 
um, in a romper. And by romper, I'm not meaning like LuLaRoe, meaning like wrestling. I'm talking like AC Slater, that style romper with a uh, racing jacket on top, or at least, you know, like a Balenciaga, Balenciaga's version of a racing jacket, right? And then she's wearing those, these flip-flops that they almost look like the type that you get after you get a pedicure, you know what I mean? But like a little bit thicker, a little bit um, thicker. I don't know. Ugly. They were ugly. Um, that's the point. But anyway, here she is in her blonde, silver blonde hair with the extensions. Chris Appleton's there, that gorgeous man who does her makeup, or her hair rather, and then Ariel who does the makeup. He also does um, Kylie's makeup. You've seen them, you know. Um, so they're all there. <laughs> so that Kim can get her uh, license picture done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's giving like a throwback to, I feel like they did that on The Simple Life. I feel like maybe they did it on Anna Nicole. But this time it's serious. Like Kim actually had the whole building shut down. She had these people stay after hours. Were they compensated? Were they given time and a half? Probably not. Probably not. Now that I'm, I'm like getting annoyed now that I think about it. Um, so these people had to stay longer to have Kim do a whole photo shoot. Here she has legs kicked up on the, one of those plastic chairs while Chris prunes her hair with something that it was like a rat tail comb on one side and like a edge, like a boar bristle, like a tiny little boar bristle on the other side. I'm like, where did you get that from? Baby doll? Let me know. Um, but ridiculous just absolutely ridiculous i mean kim is being polite i guess <laughs> i just need to know like how much time are they spending in glam what like what's really going on um so you know i heard that they like kind of have a uh they they found, like, a clever way to not really have to pay for their glam. So if you see them, the reason why we see them doing glam a lot on the show is because then E, well, formerly E, and now Hulu has to pay for it because it's, like, you know, I don't know, part of union or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, that's why we... who can, So who cares? Honestly, they could spend all day in that glam chair. Just, just work on every little centimeter of a contour go ahead go ahead baby doll i'm not paying for it I'm not paying a thing the kim says in a confessional that like her hopes for her next year are fun peace calmness good vibes and then she just kind of stares into the camera because she can't think of like how to express another emotion but that was really hard she's like you know just the whole thing whatever right so there's like you guys there's a whole professional lighting that Ariel's holding up at, at, at like angles there she's asking should I add, add west to my signature they're like no girl no um everybody's going to the back to get approval from the picture that Blanca just took Chris is asking if they could pull the camera out a little bit so we could, like, lengthen, give it a little bit of shoulder. Ariel's asking, can we airdrop this first take and then compare it to the second one? Can we do a compare and contrast? No, we can't do that. We don't have the technology for that, Kim Kardashian. Thank you. Um, it's wild. It's wild. Kim says they end up going with the second shot, right? It, 
honestly is like pretty stunning. Um, and then Kim says in a confessional, or no, she doesn't. She says as she walks out, first is the worst. Forty newly forty two year old Kim Kardashian. First is the worst, second is the best, and that's why I'm the second child. <laughs> so after that, we see Chloe going over to Courtney, Travis, I don't know, one of their houses, right? So they start talking about an event they're going to, like a baby-to-baby event, which, God bless them, but it's like the only the wealthiest of white women do baby-to-baby. Who's the head of that? Is that Kate Hudson? Because I feel like Kyle Richards is very involved in Baby to Baby, which actually, like an aside, by the way, because y'all know, or maybe you don't, but really I try not to, um, like, spout out just rumors that are completely unfounded and not really based in anything. I try. Could I, like, that so raven myself and think of, like, a million examples of me doing the exact opposite? Probably. But I try not to, as I'm saying now. Um, The point of that being is that there have been a lot of rumors about Kyle Richards. And I guess we can talk about this, is it is, like, Kardashian adjacent that, um, you know, Mauricio and she are maybe not together. And, you know, I... Don't want to, you know, wish ill upon a marriage. An institution that are the Umanskis. You know what I mean? I like them together. They're fine. They're fine. It seems like they're not together, though, you guys. Like, it's really giving. And so I would encourage you, because I know that oftentimes I'm ranting and raving on this podcast about how like I knew this all along and then why didn't I say it on the podcast but here I am I'm doing it I don't think that Kyle and Mauricio are together you guys just look at the Instagram unless this is very tactical on Kyle Richards part that has been going on for like a year or more in the making y'all know like I think we are all online enough to know the social media behaviors of somebody who's newly single or going through it with their partner. Like they just, you know, the posts drop off a lot. And I've been like kind of tweeting about it at uh, whatever my Twitter handle is, <laughs> whatever the podcast Twitter handle is. You could find it in the, um, the episode description in the link tree. But I was looking and I'm thinking, you guys, I really think something's going on because their posts are very, like, co-parenty. There's no, like, loving overtones in the captions. Um, it was recently Mauricio's uh, birthday, the same weekend as um, one of Kim Richards' daughter got married, and uh, Mauricio and Kyle were there, but, like, nothing, like... You would expect the performative, like, oh my God, I'm here with my husband at a family wedding. Like, here's a picture of us, right? Nothing. There, She posts on his on the stories, not even on the grid, y'all, on the stories, happy birthday to Mauricio. And what does she say? Like, basically, like, keep on rocking in the free world, bro. Like, good vibes only. <laughs> not an I love you. Nothing like that. If you look at his posts... He posted for, I think, her birthday or Mother's Day or something like that. But, like, again, it just seemed very detached. And she likes the post. She's been liking his post, but nothing, no responses. I haven't been seeing her, like, responding to anything. Not even a heart emoji, y'all. And, you know, the streets are also talking that maybe there is um, a lot of potential 
potentially, allegedly, we could make a lot of comparisons between uh, Kyle and their potential new uh, love interest and Chriselle and G-Flip. And that was another thing that I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't really want to, like, dib and dab to that territory if I don't really know for sure. But um, things happened in my DMs. We'll just say that. And I'm thinking there might actually be more to that story as well. But anyway, all of this is alleged. Don't come for me. I'm just saying what I'm looking at. And the streets are talking. And more on that. I think we'll all see. If, If my sources are correct, I think we'll see it. And we'll just leave it at that. Anyway, how did I spiral? Oh, baby to baby. Okay, we'll move back. So they're going to this baby to baby event and Simon brings up, oh, haha, so funny. Um, I'm actually going to be at the Dolce and Gabbana table for that event. So of course, great timing. Chloe, Courtney, let's sit down and have a little chat here. Courtney, by the way, is sitting, (laughs) the way these people navigate furniture is so odd to me. There was a whole article the other Last season, I think, about how they, um, all the Kardashians sit on their furniture. And by that, I mean, like, they will put their feet on the seat or on the arm or something of that nature. Oftentimes, they're wearing very pointy heels. So, God knows what that's doing for the fabric. But anyway, in this scene, they're... Chloe and Simon are sitting in these side-by-side oversized chairs, right? And they're like, the arms of the chairs are right next to each other. So Courtney is sitting on the arms of the chair, giving Ariana Grande on that album cover where, was it like My Everything or whatever, where she's sitting on that stool? <laughs> it's it's a It's a look. It's a look. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, so they're all having this conversation. And... Chloe says in a confessional, whatever's going on with Kim and Courtney is just getting way more tense, so being put out of proportion because they haven't spoken yet. Like, let's just talk about it and move on. So Chloe tells Courtney, like, okay, girl, when are you going to talk to Kim? Because you have to talk to her to, like, move on with your life. Courtney gives her a classic, yeah. But then she goes on to be like, I feel like I can move on. Like, nobody's going to kill my vibe. And Chloe's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you can do that. Like, I know you can put your head in the sand and trap. Never mind. Um, But I know you can do that. But I think what I'm actually saying is that it's actually not healthy for you to just ignore these situations. And I think you guys' relationship, like, it's, it's wild. So Simon says, when he was on the phone with Kim, when we saw them last week, right, she was saying things like, oh, you know, if she was on the other foot, like, I would have been supportive. But Courtney's like, but if she felt bad, don't you think she would have reached out to me and been like, hey, I was thinking about it and I feel bad, like, blah, blah, blah. Here's the issue, Courtney. If what you expect for your sister, Kim, is for her to feel bad and apologize, girl... Baby, you're going to be sitting there for a long time. You know, you're going to be sitting there for a very long time. This is so wild. Like, Courtney, why don't you think that maybe, like, everybody's trying to gently nudge you in the direction of that there's, I see both sides. Both of you guys have a point. 
So to expect just like outright contrition from Kim is like laughable to me. Like you're not really getting anybody on your side. And to Kim's point last week, who are these friends that are gassing you up and being like, yo, your sister was being such a hater. Like if that happened, name names, you know, let's really get into what they said. But like Kim said, like, girl, you don't have friends. So who was it, Travis? Like who was really saying that to you? (laughs) And this just points to the fact that clearly this is more than like, whatever, stealing your wedding vibes because I can't imagine, like, I have very, very, very close friends that have siblings. I have siblings. I can't imagine them, like, it would have to be very egregious behavior on my siblings' part for them to, like, come to me during my wedding weekend, especially, and, like, tell me that something's going on, that my sister's acting weird. Like, I would not do that. That seems, like, kind of rude on their end. I don't know. So, to me, that just points to, like, Courtney has created an environment where talking cash shit about Kim is fine. Totally fine in her world. So, like, really, what's really going on? Courtney, everything, every example that she's giving is, like, why she should be upset. When she's like, "I, I looked at the show and half of my looks are like, oh, my God, that's my wedding what is the expectation here? Miss, I didn't want a wedding at all. Like, I I understand what she's saying. I understand when she's saying it just feels like a grab. Everybody's, like, just taking whatever they can. Like, I, I get that. It just feels very selfish on Kim's part. But at the end of the day, the only person who is letting this one fashion show, this one collection drop ruin her wedding vibe is Courtney. The wedding already happened. You know, like you are now marring a very happy memory with this now that is happening several months after the fact. And like, I get that she's upset, but it's also like, at some point, are we just like getting too into it? Getting too into the muck of the mire? Because she did have her wedding. And then a few months later, Kim did something where similar looks were brought down a runway. But at the end of the day, Kim did not actually ruin your wedding. You're just mad that the vintage looks that were already produced that you did not create, you just curated that you found them. You took them off the racks that were available to you. And Kim did the same thing. You know, like neither of you guys reinvented the wheel. And we're talking about truly apples and oranges. Do I have empathy for Courtney? Clearly not. (laughs) Obviously not. But, like, I just feel like she's making this worse. She's making a good memory a bad one. And for somebody who's, like, always, I can rise above and my vibes and high vibration or whatever the fuck... You know, just, like, maybe let it go then. Maybe let it go. And then also saying, like, it's not business for me is not saying that a business deal didn't happen. It just means that you took the business part out of it and put the emotion, this is my wedding part, into it. Like, that was the predominant feeling. Which, to me, is like, okay, you did have a business deal, so, like, maybe don't be so precious about this. You know, like, if checks were cut and your wedding then to me like I don't 
you know, at that point, it's like, not that special. <laughs> I don't know. I, it just feels like something you can move on from. You know, your bank account has been padded. You got your looks off. I don't feel like if she wanted to do like a throwback Thursday to her wedding, I don't feel like people are going to be in her comments being like, oh my God, I remember that look from Kim's fashion show. I just don't feel like that's going to happen. So stop letting this situation be worse. At any rate, Chloe tells Courtney, I'm of the understanding that Kim has tried to talk to you, but like you just haven't been ready for that conversation. And Courtney goes, zero percent false, zero percent false. And then a hush be- befells the crowd. And Chloe goes, zero percent false. And then Courtney goes, oh, I mean, like a hundred percent false or whatever, whatever. Zero <laughs> percent true. So then Courtney says, like, their issues really stem from them being 18 months apart. Uh, if, Chris, you want to, like I said, rewrite history and be like, oh, they had one feisty moment. But other than that, their 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 childhoods were just delicious. Just perfect. That <laughs> It's been stemming since birth. Courtney said, I got a year and a half apiece. And that was it. They have a competitive nature as sisters. And then Courtney says, you know, one thing I did, anything, like one time I did something slightly similar to her. She talks about this moment, like Christmas light gate, where she had some Christmas lights in her entryway and they were very similar in design to ones that Kim had. I guess Kim flipped out. Simon says he doesn't remember this moment, but whatever. Um, apparently it was a big moment for Courtney. But that, like, it was such a big deal at the time. Courtney didn't see the design. Like, she didn't know anything about it. But Kim made such a big deal about it. And then she's like, you know, I go to these, like, big lengths to have my own thing but there's no sense of loyalty and it's just like a greediness thing of like what can we do and how many things can we have and like everybody's just moving so fast and I feel like we have it all like we have more than we could ever need or want and you know if I'm looking at those shows I'm like is this my wedding okay so pause again she's absolutely right like y'all have so many things to infinity and beyond and then back 17 times and more that is true you're winning the lottery every fucking day every day kim walks down that mausoleum of the hallway she's like i won you know every time she looks down at like the lasers that are just rubbing over her body from dr orion she's i won you know every time you know Courtney has an orgasm. She's thinking, I won. This wouldn't have happened if I were just like whoever from Calabasas, probably. Every time Kendall lands another cover of Vogue, looking like she's in the middle of passing out from some sort of diabetic shock, she says, I won. You know? And that's just the truth. On that part, Courtney, I'm rocking with you. You got me. You ate that one. But I'm also not going to sit here and act like you're some sort of benevolent queen who just decided to be different for the sake of Kim. Like, as a good sister. (laughs) I don't think that's true. I think it's more like you just really want to be different. And so what did you decide to be? Gwyneth Paltrow. You decided to sit there from your armchair 
literally from the armchair, be like, you guys eat, drink dairy milk. It's literally disgusting. And it's going to kill you. Okay? Miss me with that. Okay? Miss, Miss Matcha. Miss Wellness Blog. You want a gluten-free cookie for that? Like, what do you want? So then Courtney says, this is just who she is to her core. Because Chloe asked her, why can't you say this to her? You know? how? Why can't you just speak this directly to Kim? It's just who she is to her core. And then Courtney says in a confessional, this is not about the brand. It's about her wedding. She didn't feel truly supported. And Kim thinks it's just a free-for-all. No boundaries. It just felt like there's no decency to ask her how she felt about the show happening so close to her wedding. And it's just like nobody gives a fuck about anything. And it's just like the wild, wild west. And we just take and do whatever, whatever's best for us. So Chloe says, okay, so what? Are you just never going to talk to her? And Courtney's like, that's an option. For sure. She's, she's, when I say she's over her, I don't mean, like, she's still in the hateration mode. For sure. This isn't like, I'm over my sister. I'm, like, ambivalent. She's not. She's really pissed off. What she's over is the dynamic because she's got an answer for everything that Chloe throws at her. So then Chloe like tries to give her some more realistic options to I don't never speaking to Kim again, right? Talk it now and get it over with, or you can wait six months when you just like explode on her. Like, what do you want? Like, the amount of energy that you're giving to me and Simon right now, you literally could just be giving it to Kim and be done with it. <laughs> so Courtney says. It's just because she's so intolerable, like, to even have a conversation with her. She's on her phone all the time. She's never looking up. Like, it just makes me want to run the other way because, you know, like, what else can you take from me? Like, can I have anything that's mine? (laughs) Do you think she, like, just read that chapter in Travis's book about Kim? Do you think that's what happened? (laughs) Since 2013... Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. So a little history lesson for those of you who don't know. Back in like 2007, I think, um, Travis was like kind of dating Paris Hilton. And then this was, you know, the time where Kim was Paris's closet organizer. They had gone to Amsterdam, gotten high, rode bikes or whatever. And he like started to start having feelings for Kim. Like whispering to his friend like yo even though she's the closet girl like she's really hot i can't stop looking at her blah 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 right um this was you know he and shanna were kind of rocky for a few years after they had like decided to break up the first time and like acting real wild to each other and anybody that the other person would even look in the same direction as so he wrote in his book that like they had gone on a few dates that nothing. He says that they didn't have sex. He said that, like, he, he, despite the fact, imagine this, what a sweetheart. Despite the fact that she had had the sex tape, he wanted to be nothing but a gentleman to her. <laughs> How kind of you. And then, like, basically that they would, like, text each other and hit each other up. But it was just, like, very surface, very, um innocent and that things just kind of fizzled out after that um you know a lot of people think myself I'm entertaining that he once told Courtney like around the time that they got engaged that he years before or maybe he had told Chris and Chris told Courtney that years before he had moved to Calabasas because he knew that Courtney was like the love of his life or something, but she was with Scott at the time. And so he just figured, Oh, if I can't be with her, then I'll just like live near her. But mm, it's giving that maybe he actually moved there for Kim. I- I'm willing to, to put money on that. Um, also Aubrey O'Day, you know, Aubrey O'Day, former Danity Kane, current, uh, you know, reality star, you know, good for a celebrity reality show. Um, she'll like randomly pop off on her Instagram stories and tell a story and, and everybody will be like, girl, what are you talking about? And then it actually turns out to be true. So she back in, I think 2020 was, um, she went on her Instagram stories and was talking about like situations, right? So she posted, I was quote unquote BFFs with Kim Kardashian during a fourth. Um, and Travis had talked about how they had spent the 4th of July together at some point, right? So Aubrey says, she was hooking up with Travis Barker and we were at his house. He was really dope. Shanna, his ex, who I love, supposedly was threatening to slash her tires. Sorry, girl, but that was funny shit. I would have too. (laughs) So they asked her to park her car somewhere else. We took off and went to some BS celebrity Malibu parties where she desired to be photographed and I had to run around house after house in an uncomfortable dress and high heels to appease that. She got all her phone photos with celebrities accomplished and we headed back to Calabasas. I was super annoyed that we had to do all of that because I absolutely love fireworks and I've always been in memorable places watching them every year <laughs> because we had to chase clout 
extra hard. We got on the freeway late and ended up in her Range Rover as the fireworks started. I obviously would never tell her I was annoyed AF because you're not allowed to if you want to be, quote, BFFs with her. So I asked her if she could pull off the road so we could get out and just experience something real, the fireworks, and she did. We sat on this plot of grass watching them, and I, all I remember is feeling relieved to see the beauty of them. And she turned to me and said... You know, last year on the 4th, I was on the yacht with Paris Hilton in the middle of some remote, beautiful place. I was barely paying attention, so I don't remember exactly. And this year, I'm sitting on a plot of grass in Calabasas with you. Ha ha ha. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) So then Courtney says in a confessional, our family's so interconnected, and we always have been, like, our businesses and stuff. But I think for my survival... I need to, like, try to have my own identity in my own life. I really love having some separation and having my own friends and my own family. And this is where I have to put another prediction up on the board. I think now that... Ooh, could we talk about something else? I feel like I'm diverting a lot. There are some rumors that perhaps, from a PR standpoint, Courtney decided to do, um, hey, Travis, I'm pregnant at the concert, to... uh, divert some good PR into her direction for <laughs> all the bad PR that she's getting from how she's behaving on this show. Like people are really like, girl, I don't get what your issue is. Calm down, eat a piece of bread and calm down. But, um, you know, I don't really want to like maybe put that out there as something that like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Cause it's like dealing with pregnancy, you know, not that this would like you know what I mean. I just, I just don't like the idea that somebody would be like, I'm pregnant, as a way to, like, make themselves look better. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, let's not call her Leah Michelle just yet. But with that being said, I do think she's definitely, definitely, definitely going to be angling for a full Barker spinoff. Um, you know, like, here's Landon and the Demelio girl, and... Alabama's going to teach me how to do baby hairs, you know, like things like that, things like that. So I call I'm calling it. I, and I think the wedding special was a soft launch and then we're going to be like full on. Well, can't call it meet the Barkers, can you? But you'll find another one. Just Barkers, maybe just call it the Barkers. <laughs> we'll call it keeping up with the Barkers. That would truly be hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, then, you know, Chloe says... Listen, I didn't really get how upset you were until you called me. Apparently, Courtney called Chloe while she was in Milan. She says, you were just calling to check in on me, but... mm, Okay. But you were just calling to check in on me, but then you're, like, screaming and crying on the phone, and that's when I realized how upset you were. And Simon says, well, it just sounds like the conversation between you two needs to happen. And, like, Kim really doesn't want any of the tension. She was very apologetic to me on that phone call. Was she? I don't recall. I do not recall that. Is there an unseen footage that we could see? Because I don't remember that happening, Simon. But whatever. So Courtney's like, you know, Kim is very up and down, depending on her mood. Like, it's not even... Just a mood, even though I just said that, it's not actually a mood. It's a mindset of like, even if she's in a good mood, she can still be in the mindset of you're my enemy. So then Simon's like, okay, I think maybe you just keep it tight, right? Keep it real structured, write down notes of what you want to accomplish. And Courtney says, I'm going to bring a whiteboard and I'm just going to write stay away on it. And that'll be the end of the meeting. Whoop, whoop, whoops.
After that, Chloe, Tracy, and Steph Shep are planning on surprising Kim with a trip to Vegas to go see the Usher concert, right? And Chloe's like, initially I was just going to plan like a casual dinner and then surprise her with this trip. But I asked Kim like, oh, what do you want to do for your birthday? And she said, I want to have a bunch, I want to have a dinner. Ended up inviting a bunch of people and like texting them like, yo, pull up, I'm going to have a dinner. So now (laughs) Chloe is tasked with planning a whole event, even though she just wanted to like have something at Chris's house, right? And here's what I wondered, like, what does Mindy Weiss do? Because that is their go-to event planner. Plans all the weddings, all the birthdays, you know, the donut walls at Stormy's birthday. That's Mindy Weiss. How do they, is there like a Mindy Weiss events special car Jenner unit? You know what I mean? Like, how do they do this? How, when Chloe calls you on a Tuesday and says, I have to plan a wedding or a party on Friday... How do you, like, how do you do that? And are they on a retainer? Financially, I need to know how this is being broken down. Are they on a retainer and they're just like, girl, ring it up. Let us know what we're done, you know, what the damage is in Q4 and we'll pay you out by Q1 of the following year. Like, what happens? Then Chris goes over to Kim's place and Chris says in a confessional, Kim's 42 and I just couldn't help but think, about me and where I was when I was 42. So she tells Kim, you know, I just had a kid at 41 and kind of like very mother passive aggressive conversation about like, oh, you know, like Kim has four kids and she says, I don't think I want to have any more. She's like, oh no, you're probably done. Like I had six kids, but that's because I was a stay at home mom. And like, I put everything into being a stay at home mom, you know? <laughs> and it's those things that moms say that's like, oh, okay. You're like trying to be nice, but it's very, it's giving, you know? And then Chris hammers out her storyline of the season of regrets. She's, you know, on the back nine of her life, as Caitlin would say. And how, what did I set up for this family? Like, we have these amazing lives. We built these amazing lives for ourselves. But sometimes it can feel like a curse and like how much of a burden it is. And then she starts talking about the haters. The haters and the losers. (laughs) And it's like, this is where y'all really chat my ass. Because you're talking about points, quote unquote, that are like, okay, yeah, sure. If you want to talk about the small contingency of people who are all up in your mentions saying that... Chloe deserves what Tristan did to her. Sure. But how about all the other people that are saying much more reasonable things about like the dynamic between Chloe and Tristan, you know, how about those people? How about the people that are actually making sense? Cause you can talk about that small minority of wackadoodles who say whatever the fuck. And it's like, yeah, sure. It sucks that you have to deal with those people. But also there are a lot of people that can talk about, I don't know, black fishing or, um, things of that nature. Uh, you know, why Chloe or Kylie rather is now walking around with those Hill house, vintage nap dresses, even though she's been trying to be a trap queen for the past 15 years. Like we can all have those conversations. So why don't we talk about that? You know, we'll talk about these weirdos who are saying dumb shit. I don't care about that. 
Or like talk about the really wild people. Like talk about the really wild people who are pulling up in Kendall's backyard every 15 minutes it seems like. Like the girl can't catch a break with somebody trying to hop over her fence. Like let's talk about that. You know like we they only want to address these like very specific things that like yeah if you don't really think about it it's like yeah I have empathy for you and I do have like empathy for people who are really violent and like totally inappropriate absolutely but like you're just talking about haters and I just gotta work with the material that you're giving me and these haters give you these like softball critiques of Chloe and Tristan I don't care about them then Chris talks about how they're so blessed to be able to be so close-knit and have such good communication skills to communicate with each other. This is, like, as Courtney is actively still ignoring Kim, but okay. And really you, too, for setting up this deal. But anyway, great. Great communication. Sure. And she's like, you know, it, I, it just really weighs heavy on my heart, and I just feel so guilty about... The other side of the coin, because not only are our lives a big responsibility, it can also be really negative. And then she says, you know, as beautiful as our lives are, we get blamed for everything. And then, you know, like, oh, let's talk about how, you know, Chloe blamed Jordan for, for Tristan's grown ass behavior. A teenage Jordan Woods for Tristan. And then years later, when she had time to reflect on it and maybe be like, yeah. That was probably fucked up of me. She still, like, basically doubled down and had nothing. Nothing to give. So, you know, let's talk about that. But anyway, um, Kim starts talking about how, Mom, don't feel bad about this. Like, it's, I get where you're coming from. This has been a wild year for our family, but this is all part of the journey. God makes no mistakes. All of this is happening for all of us because these are the lessons that we have been tasked with to learn here on this planet and this brought up a great point is that somebody you know talks about how um you know like everybody has trauma everybody in this family has trauma like especially after robert senior died and how kim had said a couple episodes ago that after he died she went into like okay i've got to grow up i'm going to be the one who speaks at the funeral that sort of thing and how basically since then, Kim has been the, you know, quote-unquote responsible one, the uh, whatever, right? And how, you know, Courtney's trauma manifests itself in different ways. She has this um, uh, arrested development um, and, you know, how she's, like, diving super deep into this relationship is very concerning to me um you know we could talk about that i have talked about it on my patreon but like you know if we could get into like courtney and travis for a second i've been very uncomfortable with their dynamic because it's been clear to me that courtney has been trying to find an escape from her family and to find it in a man who love bombs the fuck out of you and also you know what i mean that's a dangerous combination the Kim is sort of trickier to talk about because it seems like things don't really bother her. She has like a very um, stiff upper lip, very compartmentalized, like can cry about Kanye one second and then like move on and do the new Skims drop the next second and like keep the kids 
do little TikToks with Northy and whatever. Like, it just seems like she's, you know, not got it all together. But, like, the one who really hasn't, like, let it affect her negatively, or at least from the outside, right? Like, you know, Rob, you know, <laughs> let's not, let's not, right? So, you know... But also how, like, how Kim behaves is also just, like, a trauma response. But it's very interesting because it, like, manifests its way itself in ways it's, like, it it doesn't, it's not overt because she seems like she's got it together. But it's also, like, in the very premiere of the season, she's like, I want to be able to fall apart for one day. But I can't do it because everybody else around me is falling apart. Like, I want to be a mess and I can't do that. So I just got to, like, keep calm and carry on. And that's, you know, Scott did ask her, like, do you ever get depressed or anything? She's like, no. But, you know, that shit's going to come out. It's always going to come out. But Kim tells Chris, Mom, don't feel guilty. You pushed us to, we all wanted this, right? Like, this was all something we wanted. We all wanted the fame. You helped us get there. And you saw what our potential was, and you took it. And you went right in those vivid offices and said, cut me at you, never mind. But you you saw it. You saw it. And we thank you for that. So you did what you came to do, you know? It is what it is. So then we see Chloe host his uh, last minute birthday dinner for Kim at the KKW offices, right? Or the KK offices. And there's like a bunch of drapery up, a bunch of like nude tones. It's giving like being inside a very chic labia of some sort. Chris gets to lying about how much love and attention Chloe put into this party, even though Chloe literally said. I found out about the fact that I had to plan this on a Tuesday and it's Friday. So just keep that in mind. Travis and Courtney do show up and Courtney says in a confessional, you know, regardless, it's her birthday. I'm going to show up and be supportive or, or whatever. Kim shows up an hour late, completely blanks Mama Corey. When Corey's like, happy birthday, the first person to greet Kim, like she didn't even hear the man. Poor thing. And during dinner, Tracy tells Kim, like, they set up the, we're going to surprise you, girl. Tomorrow, you got glam at 1.30, 4.30, just get ready, wear something sexy, we're going to whisk you off, whatever. Like, we're just going to surprise you for your birthday. Don't ask any questions. So a producer asked Kim in the, produ- in the confessional, how do you feel about surprises? Because Chloe told us that you... Or, like, a really controlled person. And she's like, yeah, no, that's true. I like them. I do like surprises. And so the producer goes, well, do you have any guesses as to what this would be? And Kim has to be like, well, I do already know what it is. (laughs) Because she says, first, Benny Medina calls me and says, have fun in Vegas. And he goes, oops, am I not supposed to tell you that? And then Shelly Azoff, one of Chris's friends, called on her birthday to wish her a happy birthday and said, Oh, I'm so sorry I can't make it to Vegas. Shit, did I ruin the surprise for you? <laughs> then she says, but I'm a nice person. So, like, I just want people to feel like their surprises are surprises. So I'm basically, like, I'm going to be a good actress and fake it till I make it. So Chris gets up to do a speech, a birthday speech. I just want to say, before I have another martini, 
I told you, Kim, I told you, I sent you a text message, and I said, you were the strongest woman in the world. And Chloe leans over to Kim and goes, she sent me that same text message. (laughs) And then Kim goes, wait, did you send Chloe the same text message? And Chris just stands there. Because she knows the answer is yes. So then Chris goes, we all look up to you. You're a superpower, Kim. And, like, you're pretty much now the leader of our family. You're the person we all go to. (laughs) And Kim goes, wait, wait, what? In a confessional, Kim says, I'm not really ready to take on that role. Like, I need, like, a good five years. How about that? So Chris goes on and on. I am in awe of you. I'm in awe of the way you handle every aspect of your life. The camera's cutting over to Kravis and Travis is looking over at her and she's like, "Mm." (laughs) and they ask Courtney, well, you don't see Kim as the leader of the family. Also, who gave Courtney the uh, Barbara Streisand filter in these confessionals? Because she, her filter is so soft, so Vaseline on the lens. I don't, like, I'm wondering, am I losing? Do I have an astigmatism? What's happening here? But then it gets real crisp in everybody else. So, okay, let's maybe work that one out because it's egregious at this point. And Courtney, you look great. You don't need that much work. You really don't. Anyway, they ask Courtney, like, you don't see Kim as the leader of the family. And Courtney goes, I mean, if she wants to be, you know, like, it's not a cult that I'm following. <laughs> She hates her. So then Chloe says in a confessional, it's there's no tension that anybody else would notice. Like, nobody here at this party would notice that anybody's going on. But every time my mom says something nice about Kim, which she should, it's her birthday, but every time she says all these nice things, I'm trying to, like, look over at Courtney and be like, are you good? Like, what's what's going on here? Again, Chris just goes on and on. Thank you for choosing me to be your mommy. I pray for you every night. I thank God for you when I say my prayers. Like, it is truly thick. So thick. Chloe's finally like, girl, get the hook. Wrap it up. So Chris is like, okay, well, um, you have the year from hell. You made it out. Happy birthday. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. So the next day, everybody, it's like the Vegas surprise day. So, right, all the girls are getting in the sprinter. They blacked out the windows so that you can't see that they're about to pull up to the private jet hangar, right? Kim says in a confessional, I'm just playing along because I know Chloe worked so hard on this. And she's so sweet. I don't want to break her heart. Technically, all all I know is that we're going to Vegas. I don't know what we're doing. So I'm just going to, like, hold on to that surprise. Y'all, why Kim is dressed up like Aaliyah? is beyond me. But just look up Aaliyah sequin bra. She did this in a photo shoot. I can't, I don't, I can't. She's like Drake. Like, with these references, like, you, did you know Aaliyah? I mean, it's obviously, like, a lot more likely that Kim would have known Aaliyah than Drake over in Toronto would have with his tattoo of her. But, um, still. Still. Actually, now that I think about it, it's actually weirder that Kim almost certainly would have probably crossed paths with Aaliyah because she would have been friends with Nicole, who was great friends with, like, 
Kidada and Rashida Jones, who are also great friends with Aaliyah. But to dress up like her, it's not Halloween. It's, again, might make it weirder. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this. Anyway, um, so they get in the sprinter. They get into, like, they pull up into the hangar, right? So they're showgirls right outside the PJ where you go up this little stairs, right? And Kim's truly acting for her life. Ryan Murphy, I hope you saw that. Was this her audition tape? <laughs> Kim Kardashian plays surprise rich woman on a on an airplane hangar. Where are we going, you guys? What what's happening? Where am I? Oh, oh. And Chloe is like, girl, do you really not get it? Like, she's really acting so dumb. Like, the showgirls are literally there. How could, how far could we possibly be going, ma'am? It's already nighttime. It's a private jet. Clearly we're going to LA, or to Vegas. Oh my God, are we going to Vegas? Woo! I'm so excited. Thank you, Chloe. And then they start playing Usher on the plane. And then she actually does really get excited because she's like, oh my God, I love Usher. Now I'm like really, really hype, right? But unfortunately, there's so much wind, so much turbulence that they like land, take off twice before the pilot's like, we got to call it. Sorry, like they had to go back to Calabasas, right? So that's over. And they're like, okay, well, we got to do something. Let's pull up to in and out and have us like a time, right? So Kim doesn't want to go in because she's just in her Aaliyah bikini top, right? Fortunately, they have a feather boa. Just wrap it around you, girl. Get yourself a, a little thing. Chris hands Chloe $300, three $100 bills. And Chloe looks at her like, do you not know how much fast food costs? Baby, please. So if you guys are interested in the orders, Kim Kardashian's uh, vegan cheat meal order at In-N-Out is a plain cheeseburger, light onions, cheese fries. That shit looks so mid. I don't even know what to tell you. Chloe's is a cheeseburger, no spread, which is like the whole fucking point of going to In-N-Out. If you're not going to get the sauce, is it worth it? I don't know. I've only had it once. But anyway, um, cheeseburger, no spread, ketchup, mustard, pickle, extra well done. Extra well done smash burger. Okay. Um, that was basically it. Everybody orders and they get right back in that sprinter and Chloe and Malika and the other Malika are just left there at the counter being like, uh, excuse me, are we supposed to be taking all these orders to the car? They got B team, didn't they? And that was it. Chris does a sweeping speech about like, you are who your friends are. I love you guys so much. I pray for you every night. You're so delicious and I I love you. And that was it. That was it. It seems like we're going to get to next episode and there's still not going to be a conversation between Kim and Courtney about this Dolce situation, but we'll see. We'll see y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it. If it's going to be lower than five stars, I would say maybe just pass and have a great day. Thank you so much. (laughs) Love you.